Welcome, guys. Welcome to Spiritual Jody. It's your girl, Maya G, and your boy. Victor Jr., your brother with an open heart. And today in um, Spiritual Agility Podcast, we're going to talk about a topic that, um, you know, I know Victor has a lot of uh, feedback and past, and some of our past guests have talked about. And the uh, topic for today is addiction. So, Victor, you know, I personally don't have any real experience with addiction. Um, at least not drug addiction. I believe that everyone at one point in their lives suffered from some type of addiction, whether it was lover or money or whatever, some type of addiction of a thing. But can you kind of like enlighten us when it comes to addiction with drugs? Like how how do you go into, like how do you fall into addiction to any kind of drugs? You know, for myself, it started way back, back in the 1900s. literally 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 no it was back in the 1990s when uh i was in southern california in la and i was screwing up in other aspects of my life and i was you know dealing with my own add and just not wanting to listen to authority or adults and just went out on my own at 16 and i was in la and it, it was just a struggle being there. I remember there was a time to where I attempted suicide because I felt so lonely. I felt like I was nothing and there was nowhere to go. And we'll talk about that story another time because it's a great story. But anyways, <laughs> um, after all that, I had uh, a couple of friends that were just like, hey, you know, at this time it was called Crank. Crank? Yeah, it was what? called Crank. So you get real crunk when you're on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they put all these chemicals in it. Wow. But, uh, name name the, like three chemicals, you know, for sure were definitely on there. Embalming fluid. Stop it. Embalming fluid. Uh, rat poisoning. Say what? Yep. Rat poisoning. But wait a minute. Hold on. Pause on that. Now with rat rat poisoning, which is, I'm, I'm guessing it's a chemical to kill rats, mm-hmm. right? But generally when they're testing any kind of meds or anything else, they usually test it on rats first mm-hmm. before they give it to us. So if the drug formulators are using rat poisoning and the drug that they're giving to humans. How does that work? Well, I think they, they put like a very little bit of it in there. Wow. Um, it's not enough to like actually kill you. Okay. Um, amphetamines, they just, just pull up a bunch of different chemicals to try to carry that drug into your system and give you the result of being active and and that's where you get the jitters and your mind just doesn't sleep. Your, your mind just keeps going and going wow. and going. So does that kind of like give you the feeling like you're having anxiety? Like, how does that work? No, it was for myself. I felt like... you can recall that. Yeah, no, I, okay. I, I can recall that really clearly. It okay. was um, staying up, being creative, um, mm-hmm. doing so much, except for I didn't realize it at the time that after you're up for so long for three, four days at a time, your mind starts to play tricks on you because mm. you're, you know, you're, you're keeping yourself from sleeping, from resting. Mm. Your mind's not resting at all. So you start hallucinating, seeing things. Wow. And I moved from crank to the new drug that had came out way back then was crystal meth, mm. uh, but it was called crystal. 
And then they over time enhanced that and it got more pure and more pure and more pure and more addictive. So I was so addicted to crystal meth that even when I was in a relationship for 15 years, I was still doing it like seven, eight times a year and maybe even more than that. I I think it was way more than that. Seven to eight times a year now. So when when you are trying the drug, how long is the effect actually going going? The effect when and you is that a needle it, drug or like how you cook uh, it? How no, does it you, work? You could you could use yeah, they cook it up. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people who are cooking it, they get you know, they have their own addiction because they're inhaling those fumes. Mm. So you could actually smoke it, uh melt it down, uh, you could actually inject it, which after you snort it, um, you start losing that 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 that's where they call chasing the dragon. Ah. So, you know, I started chasing the dragon, trying to find that first high that I wanted to get, even though I knew I probably couldn't get it. There's other ways that you could try to get it. Okay. So I tried, you know, snorting it first. And then after snorting it, I started to just smoke it Mm. after smoking it. Then uh, about probably in 2010, no, yeah, 2010, I started to actually inject it. And and I used to hide it so well from everybody, from people. I you were looking sexy. Oh, I thought I was. <laughs> right? Looking like the only runaway model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, six. Yep. That's it. No, I just kept using and using and then just it got worse and worse and worse. And my relationship, I had left that 15 year relationship, got into another relationship with uh, another guy who was addicted to to meth. And we were both just doing it and we just went crazy on each other. And it was just so bad to where there was a point in my life to where I, I almost lost my life. And I said, look, I got to stop this shit. You know, I, I got to clean up. And that was seven years ago. And I, I cleaned up, checked myself into rehab because nice. I knew that was the only way I could do it. And I, rehab sucked for me. I slept on a cot. I had to get up and clean every day. You know, sometimes I would have to work overnight just to clean the floors, but I stayed with it. And I kept doing it. It's a choice that you have to come to to say, okay, your life went to shit. And are you going to live your life like that? Or do you want to improve your life? So I made a decision to never use again, to take control of my life. And I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had been around people, family, friends, and I haven't touched it. I've had even clients when I was driving for <laughs> for rideshare, you know, that I've kicked out of my vehicle because they're like, hey, you know, I have this and that. I'm like, okay, you guys got to go. You know, this, this is it. Good for you. And I think this last relationship I had, I think it was 
it felt like I was being tested because that person also is addicted to methamphetamine. But how you know that's a good good uh, good way for for the universe a higher self to test us is to you know put us in positions to where we have to face the things that we fought for so long so hard and it's almost like well before I give you this cookie or this before I take you to the next stage of your life I'm gonna go ahead and, and check you out one more time to make sure and see how committed are you to having the great life that I have for you. And I, and I personally feel that this happens in everything, whether you're addicted to drugs, you're addicted to sex, you're addicted to alcohol, whatever your addiction is. I truly believe right before you come to that, to that, that fork in the road to where you're supposed to be going to the direction towards you're supposed to be um, heading towards that test comes along. And it's, it's almost like, it's not like that dangling carrot test. It's almost like a tap in the shoulder test because you've already mastered it. You've already mastered how to move on from what's not serving you because like, like you were telling us off, offset, you know, you did extra time and rehab just to make sure that you would be good. And once you, you felt you were good spiritually and emotionally, you're like, okay, I'm over this so that it prepared you when you got into that relationship that was not going to serve you because they're not ready to serve themselves. That's why they kind of caught up in that and you would be able to face it. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you, would you agree? I do. And that's why I, you know, when you're explaining this to me, I was, I was smiling because it's something that I feel like I did overcome, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. this relationship, I mean, this, he just kept going back to using, back to using. I even left, you know, and was gone for about six, seven months, came back to help him out, take him to rehab. And he just kept leaving, kept using, and I just kept tolerating and tolerating. And one day I just said, you know what, this is fucking with my own sobriety. I don't have to deal with this because I've dealt with this in my life already. And I'm not going to be your crutch. I'm not going to be the person who's always here for you to take you in when you don't want to do anything yourself. Because if you can't help yourself, and nobody's going to be able to help you. And I, I I, still have all that love within my heart for him that I wanted him to get the help. I wanted him to change. I wanted him just to stop using because I know his potential. I know where he could be. I know where he could accelerate his life. But that's not up to me. Sure it's not. And I, and I truly, truly, truly believe that there are some demons that other people are battling. And when I say demons, I'm talking about dark energy. I'm talking about heavy energy. There are certain things that we need to go through in order for our spiritual self, not the physical self, our spiritual self to evolve. And and, and if we're able to surrender and evolve, what's on the other side of that is amazing. You know, I looked at some of Victor's pictures when he was, um, you know, addicted to um, methamphetamine. And it completely different person. And I can't even, and I'm sure he was still a great guy then, but it's like, once you surrender and you come to term that, you know what, this is greater than me, you know, cause all you have to do, cause I truly believe this, all you have to do when it comes to your spirituality is to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And once you, you surrender, say, I need help. I don't know how to do this by myself. I promise you help is like literally around the corner. Whether it's a phone call, an email, a television commercial, something pop up on your phone. You don't even have to say it. Once you mentally admit that you have a problem and your problem is addiction, whatever the addiction is, um, help is on the way. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. and But you have to be willing. Yes, absolutely. You have to be willing. I was willing at that time. 
I was tired of dealing with that lifestyle. I was tired of being on the streets for days on end. I was tired of traveling or walking through the streets and and looking for my trying to find that dragon. Chasing you know, that dragon. Chasing that dragon. <laughs> trying to find that that, that same high that I had. But in the meantime, while you're chasing that, that addiction, everything else around you is just just falling off and just um your life is just going down and down because you're neglecting everything else. You're neglecting your own spiritual well care for your body, mind, and spirit. Um, you're not getting any sleep. So your mind is just, just tweaking out. It's warping. It's warping. Yeah. And there's also long-term effects from that. For sure. From the use there's long-term and it effects. Ages you. It ages you. Yes. You know, you, you, you will lose quite a bit of a quality eight years. Uh, ages, <laughs> quality years of your life, you know, um, by using. So um, if you're out there and you're struggling with addiction, you know, I'm sending you prayers and um, love and light, you know, coming from us at Spiritual Jelly Podcast. Also, we um, also, you know, had a great loss uh, yesterday. Um, Hip hop legend DMX. Um, DMX is from the 90s era, 90s to early 2000. If you don't know who he is, you could look him up. DMX is an amazing, amazing legend. Um, and we lost him to addiction. I'm not sure what kind of addiction he had. I'm not sure either. I, I do have something to say about that, though. If if you're out there and you do have an addiction, even having the addiction and dealt, dealing with that addiction and not, you know, being clean for seven years from that, that drug, it, it makes not how can I sound? I'm just going to be straight out. It makes me feel very, very happy with myself that I made a decision I made a decision in my life to stop using what I did. I made a decision to think about me first. And yes, uh, you know, even after seven years, I got into a relationship where they were using. I had to come to a decision and say, look, I got to leave. I've given you five chances. You keep going back. I'm not going to tolerate this anymore because you have to say stop at a point. Yes. And I won't go back to that relationship. I'm not going to. That's because it's me. I, I have to think about me, my sobriety, my health. And I love myself too much to surround myself with anybody like that anymore. If you're suffering with that addiction and you're still breathing right now, you're one lucky motherfucker. I'm just saying you are because look at what happened to DMX. Look at what happened to several other people. Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Look at Michael what happened. Jackson. Look, Prince. Emma James. You know? it's, it's, it, the list goes on. And these are all phenomenal, phenomenal people. Creative okay? people. Very creative. And generally it is creative people that go out and being a creator and be, you know, sitting alongside another creator, I will tell you that, um, I, I, I've never done, um, you know, any kind of illegal drugs, but at one point I was having issues with focusing and I was taking these pills that they're off market, off brand. And I was taking them to help me focus. And let me tell you something, I'd be focused for hours and I got so much done to a point that one day I was out of pills. I couldn't find them. They, yo, I'm looking in the desk. I'm everywhere looking. I'm calling my friends. Hey, can you get me normal? I can get you that right now. And, um, you know, even though it wasn't like your hardcore crack, cocaine, uh, methamphetamine, heroin, whatever, I was so addicted to that focus that I was taking these pills for it. And it's not until now I actually thought about it. I was really addicted, you know, and um, why was I addicted? Because I'm a creator. And creatives, we need our focus to get things done. Mm -hmm. 
and you know, be, being an entrepreneur, business owner, it's hard sometimes because you have so much coming at you to stay focused. So they those bills were helping me stay focused. Now, to regular people taking them, whether you're taking Adderall and all this other stuff, you know, um, I realized that you know it's prescription and it helps, but it's also an addiction. You know, um, you and know, one and- addiction is not greater than the other. One addiction is not less than the other because it's an addiction. Right. It's something that you feel that you have to have. You have to have. And there's no matter what kind of a drug it is it could even be food you have to, to have, have it. it's food. an addiction the other day i was flipping <laughs> binging off food i was like damn i feel so hungry and i wasn't hungry i was full but i was eating cheese sticks <laughs> you know all this other crap that i oh, yeah. you know i'm like oh hell no what am i gonna do eat the refrigerator next <laughs> <laughs> you know and it happens and you know and for me you know once i felt like this is a problem. If I don't have this, I, I can't get my work done. That was the point I said, nope, we're stopping. We're going to stop right here. We're going to go ahead and put a dot right there. Um, what what I replaced it though, because once you get rid of whatever the addiction is, you're able to conquer that. And this is the first time I'm having this conversation, by the way. I never talked about this. Um, like I said, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. We all working on something. Once I stopped using the, the, the Focus Pills off-market brand, almost like, I guess they're kind of like similar to Adderall, once I got off of that was meditation. Mm-hmm. And even though I was meditating before, meditating was very hard because it was almost like there was always something going on. So now once I let that go, my mind got used to being, it's almost like the brain had been training so that it already knows how to focus. So it's not so much that even needs the drug anymore. It knows how to focus. So now when I go into meditation, the brain is already used to focusing under the influence. So now it's already been trained. I go into meditation right before I have to do a big task and and I meditate for focus purposes and I get right. Nice. You know, like, you know, I'm not saying that everybody can do it, but, you know, I prayed on it. um, I worked on it, you know, and that's what I got. You know, one thing is for sure is that when you're addicted to anything, no matter what, even if it's just coffee. Mm. Uh, oh, a lot of people addicted to coffee now. Yeah, I have a cup of coffee every day. I, I have no tolerance for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Caffeine don't work for my no. So no matter what the addiction is, they say to um, do something else, like keep yourself busy, keep yourself busy. But you also want to be careful by keeping yourself busy that you're not developing another addiction. Yes. Because you could develop an addiction of, of just drawing all the time, if that's Absolutely. what you're doing Absolutely. or writing mm-hmm. and you develop that same addiction to replace that other one. It's not just replacing that with something else or keeping yourself busy. You should do that. Yes. However, the other thing is you have to come to a realization that you have to tell yourself mentally to stop. Yes. You have to say, okay, I'm doing too much of this. What can I do next? What can I do next for me, for myself to grow? My problem was I was trying to take care of my ex, mm. trying to say, you know, I try to be a mom, I try to be a mom. Yeah. I believed that he could become clean because I did it. But just because I did it at my time doesn't mean it was his time. But isn't it also that sometimes you have to lose something in order for you to switch, to oh, change? Because yeah. yeah. he once he lost you, if he really loves you, it's going to force him into changing. Something, you know, you, you know, it's amazing. Like, you know, once you get into a certain age, the only way you can learn, grow and evolve is through pain. But you know what? Also on the other end, and for you guys who are out here watching um, and listening, you can't, you have to do it for you. Absolutely. 
But see, but see, in order for you to do it for yourself, you need to know that you're so, worthy of being loved. Yep. Some people don't know they're enough. Mm -hmm. So if they're struggling that imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That could be the holdup. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's 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 really the big the biggest problem is that a lot of people not knowing that they're good enough, that they don't need to be doing it for nobody else but themselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to let them grow, let them go in order for them to grow. Because if we try to be, oh, you know, I want to be here for you, I want to take care of you. I wanna, that doesn't work. It really doesn't work because a lot. That's why a lot of time when people grow uh, to or evolve to the next version of themselves, they usually leave the person that was there with them because now they feel like, oh, well, I, I could do better than that. So mm -hmm. when people are not up to par and they're not loving you the way you deserve to be loved or not being that true, authentic self, they're not loving themselves because somebody who's doing drugs, I hate to break it to you, they don't love themselves enough. Okay. Once you love yourself, you like, you know, from what you eat, what you watch, what you listen to, that's all has to do with self-love. Mm -hmm. So and I, discipline. Absolutely. Oh my God. You know, because I could drink five cups of coffee a day. That's me. I could five go, cups. I could drink five, I could How? drink coffee all day and neglect water. I'd be climbing the top of the building. I could neglect water. But you know what? I tell myself now is I get one cup because wow. my body doesn't even need one cup. Yeah, you go. Yeah. But I'm not going to. I love the taste of it. Yes, I, I love, <laughs> you know, I like the coffee. Cafe con Cafe leche. Con leche. <laughs> gotta have that. <laughs> gotta have that. I, I used to be I used to be really um addicted to coffee, but for some reason, I want to say the past year and a half, I have zero tolerance for caffeine. Like I really have anxiety, panic attacks for caffeine, so I don't do caffeine anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good, actually. <laughs> I've been <laughs> buying fruit. I've been buying a lot of fruit. Oh, yeah. Yes. Been buying yeah, your skin fruit. looking good. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank okay. you. I need more sun so I can get a little better. Well, you're in the right place for that. But, you know, in conclusion today, guys, you know, um, you know, we have to bring you humor because life is all about having a good time. But, um, you know, just just if you battle any kind of addiction, you know, just take a moment, take a take a look at yourself, take a look at, at your life. You know, we wake up every morning smelling uh, the air, breathing, inhaling and smelling nature and, and being so thankful that we've you know conquered so many things. And if you're out there battling any type of addiction, I want to let leave you us know. Comments. Yes. Leave us comments. Um, share this message with anyone, you know, that's battling addiction, depression, all that stuff. Your environment too. Absolutely. Your environment is a hundred percent. Like, you know, that's why I got into my car. I left the relationship, drove over 2,300 miles all the way to Florida. I wake up in the morning and I wake up earlier than I ever did before. You what know? time you get up? But sometimes 4.30, yes. but most of the time 6. Beat you know? the sun. I'll, I'll get up that early, <laughs> but I don't pick up my cell phone. That's I don't it. go on Facebook. Nice. I don't do none of that. I just have me time i just have me and i take my time on me because i deserve it i deserve that in my life i open up my balcony oh lord i used i was living like in the desert in california mm. i could smell the sweet ocean breeze just yesterday when i was walking dogs oh my god the coconuts had fallen right from they've been falling i swear i could smell coconut and ocean. Oh Lord, have mercy! Best I, aroma I'm ever. Chills right now. Best aroma ever. That is so amazing. Just to get up and change my environment. Sometimes you need to do that. And you know what? Don't allow that fear to stop you because you just got to take that step. Yes. Possibilities happen. Yes, but if I was focused on the possibility of 
driving out here, being homeless and all that stuff that would just weigh in on me. And I would probably end up that way. But I drove out here determined, determined to live here, determined to find a place. And I went out. I started looking right away. I just hit the ground. You know that I hit the ground running, found a place. Sprinting. Yes. Sprinting, not running. Sprinting out that thing. Found a place. And now I have a balcony. I could just feel the fresh air. And it's amazing. Your environment's everything. But if you suffer from addiction, you have to make the decision. Nobody's going to make it for you. Mm -hmm. And you have to start loving yourself. And on that note, guys, what we want to leave you with today is addiction is real. If you know anybody who's suffering from addiction, you can't change their mind. You can't change what they're doing. But what you can do is be a soundboard for them to talk to you. And from there, you'll be able to know how to assist. If you're battling addiction and you have any type of faith, all you have to say is I'm asking you for help. And I promise you, help will be on the way. Guys, it was my, my pleasure to serve you today alongside with my boy, Victor Jr. Your brother with an open heart. Yes, it's your girl, <laughs> Maya G. Until next time, guys, spiritual agility is a real thing. Subscribe, follow, and share. And Bye.